we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. Happy New Year. It's me, Eddie Estrada, here with your your co-host, my co-host, everyone's co-host. Matthew McFarland. Happy New Year, Eddie. You are on one. I had my coffee, and I'm good to go. Yeah, you definitely had Starbucks today, because you're like, woo! I know. I I usually have my Four Sigmatic, if you guys want to sponsor, but, (laughs) and that keeps you, like, mellow, but whenever I have Starbucks, it's just Oh, it's crack cocaine, so, yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're tripping. Uh, How are you? How were your last few weeks of 2021 and how's the first week of 2022 going it was great i went home to see the family we got back to california which was nice and then i came back to a very chilly new york city um, i know we're in is, the 20s now it's great it's an experience <laughs> i am freezing outside and burning up inside i great. guess it is true i'm having to wear a lot more deodorant <laughs> okay great little new york things cute little new york things great 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 how about you i know it's a different story on your case. <laughs> no i mean it wasn't particularly bad um i i had a very lovely christmas with my family in california uh but then i got back to new york just after Christmas, and then two or three days uh, later, I go to work, and um, they pull me off of the floor because I tested positive for COVID. To my complete and utter shock, because I f- feel, I felt, and still feel completely, totally fine. I am vaccinated, and um, I uh, was shocked. It was so random. I but I had to, you know, hang out at home for five days. It was great time to catch up on my TV, uh, non Bravo related, obviously. And, uh, but then after five days I tested again, I was negative and I got to go back to work, but it was very bizarre. And, uh, yeah, Omicron is, is happening, but I was very, I felt very fortunate and very lucky to not feel a thing. And, uh, I'm glad that I was able to go back to work and, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> what an end to 2021. But honestly, I feel like it was a great way to kind of shed the last year, maybe even the last two years and start 2022 off. Right. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still jo- the, dodging the. The Ami, the Omicron over here. I'm honestly shocked. I mean, I, I got proof it. that, you know, science works because yeah. we saw each other right before I got my positive test. For like a hot second. For yeah. a hot second. And you're totally fine. And I'm good to go. You're so. good to go. But yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. Good as gold. Because I'm good as Well, gold. maybe you're not fine. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm fine. just lying. We, maybe. we haven't gotten a chance to watch Miami, though, because we wanted to watch it together. Right. My, so that's my fault. You viewers, listeners, I apologize. That's totally my fault. My B. Everyone is talking about Alexia. Alexia is the queen of Miami. And right see, now. I don't even know who that is, so I'm excited to get she's, to know. She's someone I met in my old Bravo days. She was on an episode of Millionaire Matchmaker with Marisol, who I think is a friend oh, of this season. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Okay. Reza was also on the episode. They were all together at the restaurant. It was a very weird, a very weird afternoon. But it was she was lovely. Well, great. Oh right, yeah. So we'll get to we'll get to Miami. Uh, hopefully by next week, and then I'm excited for Ultimate Girls Trip Two is coming. And Summer House is coming. Summer House is coming, and uh, New Jersey is coming. Oh, Jersey's coming. Yes. Oh my goodness. And Jersey's coming like quickly, like in the beginning of February. It's very very exciting. So what do you want to do? What do you want to start with? Let's start with Salt Lake City. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Uh. First of all, congrats to Dre for her new car. I thought that was oh. so sweet of Heather, and we love Dre. That was so cool. And I also just love that Heather is, with each passing day, is just owning more and more of herself and her success and her life, and I just love her so much. 
I have to say, I know, I know you got some some ish with the Lisa Barlow, but after um, watching don't this episode, like I'm the only one. I think the entire world has a problem with her. But okay. continue. But I saw a lot of I saw a lot of myself and Lisa Barlow this episode. No, from you did not. The cleaning the cleaning the bathroom after the housekeeper. I thought that was really silly. And that's sure, 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 sure. Okay, fine. fine and fine. then creative directing her son's prom photo shoot is one hundred percent. Okay, yes. No, turn turn to the left. Look up. Hand on hip. No, that's not right. Do you have enough product in your hair? <laughs> Literally. Okay, me. no, 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 no. I will give you that. I will totally give you that. But. Other than that, no. She's really digging her heels in with this two-faced situation. Yeah, it's just not a good look because I agree with Heather and Whitney being so dumbfounded, being like, you were about to fall on your sword for Mary in Vail and went so far as to go behind our backs and talk to her privately yes. and try to, like, you know, wash your hands clean of the, of the situation. And then, turn of a dime... Mary's the devil. I mean, insane. And you're, uh, I just don't understand it at all. I mean, and that's the thing is I, I agree with her now that something's going on with Mary and what Cameron is telling her, uh, telling Lisa is there's probably some truth to it. And there's a whole web of lies and craziness going on over there. And uh, you know, just Lisa, I just, again, she just wants to be on the team that she thinks is going to succeed and she will hop to whatever team that is like immediately well i think i gotta say i think that's all of the ladies on salt lake which is why i think it makes it so exciting i think every single Except lady for heather heather i was gonna say heather's the only one that is i also think whitney though too whitney mm. i think is i think whitney is a solid writer diet for heather and i think that she likes meredith i think that she's super suspicious of mary super suspicious of lisa and doesn't know what to believe and i think she's like me she's like me who i'm just trying to put all the pieces together but lisa's a flip-flopper mary's a flip-flopper meredith is Honestly, Meredith is digging herself a grave right now. She's digging in so hard that it's so hypocritical and contradictory that I, I. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about what what this whole episode, I guess, where the drama was, which it was really truly at Whitney's Wild uh, Rose launch. Wild Rose launch, which, as Mary said, was the worst event she'd been to, and I was in her like, afterlife. Yeah, it, of of this life and the afterlife, she said. Event it, of whatever life it's she's in be now. The worst event. <laughs> that she's ever been to or ever will go to, which I was like, okay, Mary, um, Janny, 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 <laughs> Jenny brings her the shoes that Mary had given her oh to God. the party to return them to her. One, because they were supposed to be for Jen Shaw and not for Jenny. And because of the whole situation with Jen, Jenny got them instead. And two, because Mary has been consistently racist toward Jenny. And when Jenny tried to bring it up at this party, I was shocked out of my mind that one Mary was like, no, I, I don't think that happened. And I don't think that's offensive. And then Meredith agreed with her. And she was like, yeah, I don't, I think you, I would never say it, but I need to, I th it's offensive to some people, maybe not to others. And I was like, no, 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 no. Stop hitching no. your horse to Mary's no. wagon, Meredith. Like, what are you doing? It's like, no, no, that's clear cut and dry. Like you don't talk about someone's features Appearance. like that. One, especially, well, especially in the Asian culture, which in the last year, when there's been an uprising in exactly. Asia, uh, Asian violence, um, we've learned, we've relearned and we've been reminded that like, usually people bring stuff up like that about Asian people to be derogatory and be offensive and be disrespectful. And if someone tells you that, like Mary, just be like, Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I did not. I, my intention was not to offend you. I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm not going to go down that road anymore. I'm not going to talk about it. Like it's, 
didn't need to blow up. But I also would have believed that if she also hadn't said the Mexican thug <gasps> things about Oh, my Jen. God. And then, I'm sorry, but, like, i shocked that I was on Lisa's side for a moment because Lisa was like, no, I'm sorry, Mary. Regardless of what your intention was, you fucking said it. And God bless the editors for showing us because yeah. I had forgotten that she had said it, but she absolutely did. And then to double down in her interview being like, yeah, seeing her in her with her braids and her fur coat, like, how could I not equate her to the cartel? It's like, what the fuck are you talking it's, about? It's She's so not bizarre. even Mexican. She's Tongan, first of all. I just think she does not care about anyone except for Mary and and God and well and Jesus. that is God. So oh right, they're one of the same. Is, she is God. They're one of the same. God is Mary, so she only cares about herself, which is yes. God. I think that's the root of the issue. There is that she's just a very selfish, narcissistic, hurt woman who doesn't know how to deal with other people. Yeah, and it's just so funny, you know, thinking about Meredith. She's trying so hard to be like the moral compass and be like the the right person. She has so, no the, morals. N- yeah, I'm sorry. To the point where she's like, I think Jen's a piece of shit, but you all claim to be her friends, so you all should be standing by her because that's the right thing to do. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I also gotta say, speaking of Meredith trying to be things, she's trying to be the fashionista of the group. You're not Elton all- John. No, the you looks- are not Elton John. Stop wearing that the feather number. The feather number was definitely picked out from books marks. And let me tell you, your son is not a fashion designer if he was if he was just sticking his Brooks Mark name tape random places on a suit. That's not a designer. I've I've made more impressive things with a hot glue gun in my bedroom than you've made with developing this sweatsuit with a stamp on it. 100%. It's called embroiderment. It's like <laughs> literally the like lowest form of, I guess you would say, design. Not saying that, like there is a great embroidery. There's some people who like make really embellished and creative and beautiful things. But and they I'm not call it that. that. And yes, it is not just sticking your name on a sticker on a pant or on a, a place that it doesn't even look good on the vest like, <sighs> or on the blazer. I was just, I, he, I'm just sorry. Meredith, do not take your advice from your son. He is gay, but that does not mean he is good at fashion. No. Um, and it's so funny. Mary, wait, I don't. We don't know if he's gay. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to. Oh say right, that. We're, we we're have not, to. We're not keep supposed to speculate. Mystery. I'm like, yeah. Okay, whatever. But anyway, Mary and Meredith were so crazy this episode, and you know Lisa too with her. Like, I do. And let me actually let me talk about this now since I brought her up. But Lisa's energy when she's being accused of being, um, you know, uh, less than, you know, respectable, she gets very intense and very crazy. And I do agree with Meredith that like, I can't deal with the temperature of your eyes and your energy and your voice. Like you got to bring it down for me. Cause I can't talk to this like frantic, crazy, panicky version of you. But with that said, like all these women being crazy, I started to like Jen Shaw again. Like, okay. She was saying some really funny stuff. Her confessionals were correcting were so me. good. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, but that black number that was bejeweled and like and had sleeves, she looked like the Grinch. Yes, it was yes. amazing. And I love it. She's like, no, Meredith. No, no, oh, that yeah. is not how we should behave. It reminded me of like cross between the Grinch and like a Muppet. It was very, it was so, very crazy. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, and then Jen taking the shoes and being like, I'm never going to say no to a pair of Louboutins. Like, like Cinderella, baby, slip them on. They fit. Like, yeah, what? I was like, okay, Jen, as much as like we get, she's a criminal, but like. She's funny. She's good TV. And Jenny, I'm sorry, but like, yes, call Mary out for her comments about your eyes and like kind of hold her feet to the fire on that. But then keep the shoes. I mean, I would keep kept the, the shoes. shoes. I They're like, this is your payment for. But then Mary could have held that over her. I get there's a lot of power dynamics with that. Oh, as no. Well. See, if I were Jenny, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm keeping the shoes as a penance for your extreme disrespect to me. So enjoy. And then Mary would bring up the shoes every single time that she was with you. 100%. 
And then you would be you would be so annoyed that you'd be like, take the shoes back. <laughs> it's actually very true, very so true. So you got to nip that in the bud but before. But yeah, it, like, Salt Lake is in this zone of every episode, every moment, there is something going on. Yes. It's so, so good. Um, The only other thing I think that I wanted to talk about was I just felt really bad for Jen's mom. Jen's mom has been through a lot, and the fact that she's about to do everything she can financially to help Jen. I mean, my mother would do the same. I know yours would do the same as well, but it just sucks. It's really unfortunate that I, she's been put in this position. I the thing is is like at the end of the day, I don't I don't think I could take the money from my parents. I, I don't either. I think that I I would be uh, like, I love you guys so much and I appreciate, but like this is my own mess. This is my and mess. I need to get out of 100%. it. A hundred percent. But yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't make my parents pay for something or even put them in a position to pay for something that was my decision. You know, I don't want I would never want to do that. The guilt would them. kill me. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that I at all. I want them to have a happy life. You know, they they put so much for me already that if I do a mistake that could affect them, why? Like let them live their lives. Yeah. Yeah, Salt Lake is, like I said, so good. It's in that sweet spot where every single moment, every single episode is full of just gems. And I I, I really look forward to Sundays now. <laughs> well, speaking of Salt Lake, we did see a little someone on our TVs the other day. <gasps> oh, my God, y'all. Okay, so I really enjoy college football um, because I went to USC um, because the, I went to USC. Well, no, no, no. Okay. Like no, I, I get it. Game I love. Days. I like. I enjoy football. But when you go to a school like that, you can't kind of help being ingratiated into like the college football thing. You oh, know what I mean? I was a Fosian. I went to game day a few times. You went to LMU. Let's just be clear. Thank you so much. Anyway, <laughs> we're undefeated. Our football team's undefeated. Oh, I'm by the way, so sure. I'm so sure the Lions are doing so well. Well, we've ne- we never had. I'm team. not surprised. <laughs> anyway, Utah played Ohio State in the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and. I just had to say, Utah did so incredible in that game. Coach Shaw was on the sidelines. I wanted Utah to win. I, w- I was really pulling for them. Um, Ohio State, unfortunately, won in like the last couple seconds. It was seconds. such a tight game. It was game. such a tight yeah. game. It was so good. I think Utah is only going to grow from here. They're mm-hmm. predicted to be like the, the like leaders of the Pac-12 next year as well. Mm-hmm. And Coach Shaw, like you're going through a lot of bullshit right now, but like – I really wanted you to win just I, so you could have a little bit of... I saw him on screen a lot more than I thought I was. I was like, oh, there no, he is. he's like oh, third in line. He's like <laughs> the special teams coordinator. He's a fucking yeah, big deal. Yeah. And uh, Coach Shaw, wherever you are, I'm sure you're listening because you're probably in front of the pod. No, you're not. But uh, you're I'm the man your and you guys episode. did great. And hopefully um, you have a great season next year. And hopefully, uh, you know, that happens because your wife is probably going to jail. <laughs> okay. No. Moving on. Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Should we move to Vanderbump Rules? Yeah. I feel like we've talked enough Salt Lake City, but Vanderpump Rules. Wow. So I just want to start by saying Ariana came onto Twitter and had a whole explanation for why things feel very weird this season. They lost about seven to ten days of filming due to COVID, which they don't even address in the show. So there was, I guess, all these other events planned that were supposed to be happening, and that's why – I mean, there's like this weird progress party. They're doing the one thing with Raquel and James. It seems like very, like dysregulated. They're probably season. trying. It's like it's like a guerrilla shooting. Like yes. they're really trying to uh, play it by ear and, and like figure out where they can. Yeah, on the fly because things are changing minute yeah. to minute. Which makes sense for a couple of the things which we're going to talk about. But the first is Brock and Sheena and this proposal Ooh. that turned to wedding. So basically, what Ariana I think was trying to say was like Brock 
really had these plans and because of COVID, all the other different plans fell through. There were all these other events that he could have, you know, planned this, this secret wedding at instead of James and Raquel's engagement party, which we're going to get into in a second. Yeah. But what we were saying was, it still seems like he's trying to jump onto someone else's event to not do his own thing. That's what I'm saying. And Lala, I think that's what Lala's getting at is that if you really love each other, just a quiet ceremony at Villa Rosa with the with the crew. Yes. Do it. Everyone would, would just be like, oh my God, how romantic you guys are the best. Like, COVID be damned, you're going to make it happen. Like, that is well, a good sell. Sheena can't get married at Villa Rosa because that's where <laughs> Shay proposed to <gasps> oh her. Oh my God, that's so, so true. Oh my God, I can't. But you know what I'm saying? But thank you for, oh my God, thank you for reminding me because that's hilarious. But yes, I, I get it. Um, But... To, yeah, it just it feels icky, and you're trying to find an event to do this thing because you don't want to spend the money slash you can't spend the money, which is totally fine. It's just like I'm on Team Lala still, where I'm like, I just want you to own your circumstances and your situation. That's all. Don't try to make something that it's not. Don't try to sugarcoat it or kind of you know um, be light about it. Just be honest and upfront, and just call things what they are. And I don't think people would be so confused and sketched out by you because like for example when James finds out about the plan to do a secret wedding at their engagement party James is gonna freak the fuck out and cause a huge shitstorm. and they kind of know that they're doing something wrong because you can feel especially Ariana and Tom who are the ones that kind of Brock ropes into this planning whatever they're both like Ugh. they're in that car ride having that conversation Ariana's face is saying it all no 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 and this whole thing that Sheena didn't know and that she, you know, is out of the loop and she's whatever is bullshit. You know, they, the two of them, Brock and Sheena, this episode did show me that they're oddly perfect for each other. Yeah. And it's, I, they're both in cahoots on this. Well, it's so clear to me. Well, you know, I've always said that I, I have a lot of Sheena tendencies. Oh my God, you do. And you so do. <laughs> don't be rude. No, I love but you're Sheena. not. I, we, yeah. Um, Justice for Sheena. But what I am saying is, <laughs> Very similar to a secret wedding. When I was 18, I, I threw myself a surprise birthday party where I yes, hacked did. into my parents. Well, I didn't hack. I logged into my parents' Facebook, messaged my friends from my parents' Facebook, and were like, we want to plan Eddie a surprise birthday party. Who do we invite? And I helped make the guest list with them, with my parents. Oh, my it was God. My well, I didn't want to make anyone feel bad that I didn't invite them to my birthday party because it was my 18th birthday. So I was like, if my parents throw me a surprise party. Then you can use the excuse. I can use the excuse that you weren't invited because I didn't even know about it. God. So then I had to walk into the pizza parlor and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so surprised. Oh, my God. But I just, I understand. You want to have your fingers in it. It's 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 your event. Yes. At the end of the day, I don't want to be surprised. And be disappointed. 100%. I want, I want to it to be the way that I want it to be. And Sheena's very that is what I'm trying to say. So I get why she's in cahoots with Brock. But again, just own it. Just own it and say we want to do it. a small little wedding together. And he wanted it sooner than what we were planning because he wanted to surprise me a little bit earlier. Totally. Totally. Um, Let's talk about the problem on VPR, which is James. Uh, I really feel for James. I know that he is... I'm sorry, I'm over him, but we'll keep going. I know. I, I really feel for James because I I'm just imagining a person who is super dysregulated, who is trying to figure out the best thing for them in terms of balance, in terms of their lifestyle. It's a person obviously who is an addict who really shouldn't be drinking or smoking and is just struggling through coming to terms with that. 
I don't know why. I just, I get it. I understand it. I feel really bad for him. Um, I feel really, really bad for Raquel. I don't think she's built to be with an addict. Um, it does take a, a certain kind of person to be in a relationship with an addict. Um, and that's, and that, by the way, this is also with no judgment. Um, yeah. I, I really, truly, I just, it, um, it, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic to deal yeah. with. And I just don't think Raquel is built for something like that right now in her life. I think that was pretty, it's just becoming more and more evident, especially with the conversation with her sister. Uh, the two of them, you can slowly see them kind of peeling apart. Raquel, like even when James was fighting with Brock at the end of the episode, you could see Raquel on the sidelines being like, I don't know how much I can more I can deal with this. Well, okay. So here, here's, give me your, here's give me your my thing. take on the whole thing. Well, speaking of Raquel, I mean, when she's talking to her sister, you could just see the pain in her eyes when she's like, yeah, he was going to quit smoking. And he's like, well, you know, I can't now because there was a COVID thing. I'm like, what else am I going to do besides smoke weed and uh, make bangs? I don't mind as a devil's playground. Like I, I get it. I mean, but okay. So here's my thing with James is like, I do feel for him. I understand that he is struggling. I understand that he is going through it, but at the same time, he's really not helping himself by putting himself in situations, not going to AA, not going and getting the support, Agreed. not being in therapy. Agreed. There's so many things and I understand it's COVID, but he could be doing it digitally. He could be doing it. There's so many things that he can do because I know plenty of people who are going through similar things, who have done similar things. And yeah, they have their moments where they pop off, but it is not as consistent, as aggressive, and as mean as James. And like everyone's journey is different, and I understand that. But at the same time, like if you are going to be, if you really are trying to make an effort, make the effort. Don't just, like what Brock said, don't just fall back and be a dick because that's your only go-to. And then, I mean, everyone at that party was like looking at James and being like, Ariana was like, what is going on? Like, everyone is like, this kid is out of his mind. I and know, no wonder, And no wonder Raquel is leaving him because if, I mean, I mean, like, you are basically lying to me because you're saying that you're trying to make an effort and a change, but then you make excuses every other day about why you can't do this and why you can't do that, and it's fun to be around you and every once in a while, but the bad is not worth the good. No, I, I, I completely agree. I get that. I, the only person who seems to get it and understand him is Lala. You no 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 no. no I know I but know. But like, and I'm not talking about romantically. Yeah. I'm saying like when he was getting worked up at the tennis court, the pickleball courts, like a couple episodes ago, she immediately went over to him and was like, "You're okay. Take a breath. Breathe." Because again, it's like I don't. It's very clear that no one else in this group is dealing with the same brain chemistry that James is dealing with. Or yeah. and if they are, they're still very much deep into their problems yeah they're not james is in a very unique position where he knows exactly now what needs to be done but when you're so comfortable and when you're so used to what you've been doing it's it's very hard to break out of yeah. and again i'm not it's 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 difficult because it doesn't excuse him you know lashing out and yelling and whatever but the friends need to Say, listen, James, we understand you're up against a lot right now, but at some point it's going to come a point where we, we can't take the outbursts and, and the, the highs, the extreme highs and the extreme lows because we we're human too. Mm -hmm. And we need to take care of ourselves as well. So at some point we need to talk about consistent therapy. We need to talk about consistent AA. We need to talk about maybe, well, maybe medication. We need to talk about meditation. We need to talk about stuff like that. I but mean, again, none of these morons are equipped for that. No, except you, for maybe Lala. And you know, I dealt with a, not a, a very, I had a friend and very similar situation with her. And I had to remove myself from that friendship because, and 
she still hasn't gotten the help that she needed. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes you need to like really get to rock bottom to come back up. And I, I think the comfortability of Raquel, the comfortability of this group, him, oh, just I think get, him getting promoted and able to keep doing these things by being a DJ, by going, being on television. Like I think he's definitely plateaued. Yes. I think he's plateaued. And I think that he goes, Oh, well maybe, you know, He's gone so long doing so well with drinking and he also wants to be a part of the group. And I understand that feeling of wanting to be able to like, it's really hard when you go, the rest of the world can enjoy drugs and alcohol and not be an addicted to it. Why can't I? And so you go into the space of like, well, I've done this really well, but I still want to be part of this life and this crew and this lifestyle. And I want to be, I want to be accepted and be friends. Like, why can't I keep this one thing? It's just, it's really yeah. fucking tough and I feel really bad for both of them and I, I, I'm glad to hear that they broke up. I think it's best for both of them. I think mm-hmm. they have a lot of work to do on themselves. Uh, ooh, but yeah, to see him yell at Brock, when I do think that, I think that James was pissed because I think James and Brock were friendly and were close and then Brock was kind of, I think Brock's into the group and Brock's on TV so Brock's kind of trying to hitch his wagon to like the most popular or whatever and then when he circled back to get something back from James, James, so James could have just been like, you know what, dude, no, I, I'd rather not but James lost by going overboard, freaking out, yelling and screaming. So I want to I want to come back at that because I don't think that's 100% true. Like okay. I, w- I want to say that I think James latched on to Brock because he doesn't have Max anymore. James lost Max, so James blocked onto Brock, and Brock was like, okay, cool. But Brock came out. into the picture before him and Max fell out. No, but I think because Brock is really his only close person, because Sandoval hasn't been giving James the attention that he needs anymore, and he, when he does, it's more of like a fatherly figure. I think he had a connection with Brock. He was, you know, he's friends with Brock and Max and then this Max thing fell out. And so he kind of looked for Brock and Brock was, you know, like, I've got my other friends. I'm, you yeah. know, Sheena's best friends with Ariana. Why wouldn't he hang out with Sandoval all the time? You know That's what I mean? It's, it's not like he's just choosing to hang out with these boys because they're more famous. He's he has to do what, he, what his wife or future wife is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. He's got a kid. He can't just go and hang out and work out with James all the time. And I think that's very childish for James to be like, well, you were my friend and we don't hang out that much anymore. And so, you know, you asking me to do something, I feel used. When again, and and I don't know why I, I have so much compassion for James. I th- James also needs to learn without, you know, substances in his system. He needs to learn. And I don't think he understands this yet. He needs to learn how to be without it. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's part of the problem is he doesn't know how to function as a human being with rational, normal, you know, ebbs and flows without the stuff in his life. Yeah. And I think that someone needs to be like, listen, like you're learning how to live an entirely different life. You need more help than you're willing to admit. Yeah. Well, I, I love that we kind of flesh that out though, well, because I think it's really a big part of the season. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm not going to say that like, I'm an angel. I just want to say that. Like, I definitely oh, had no, my problems. of course not. And, like, I've had my problems with drinking. And I I was, I went sober for three months because I was like, I need to make a change or else I can't do it. And it was so hard because I had just started a new job. And the, the culture of the, the job was we had happy hours every single night. And I had to go out every single night for three months and be like, I, I can't do it. But guess what? I learned how to deal with my, you know, I guess assistance of alcohol in my daily life just to be a functioning human being. And I've grown from it and it was hard and it is hard. And I know James is a lot deeper in this than you're not an addict. I'm not an addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. The difference that people need to remember is that you are, his brain is different than other people's brains. True. But he also needs to make more of an effort. 1000%. And I think, you know, it's also tough because he doesn't have a mom and dad that are there to, because they are, 
Jesus. Like the fact that I, James is, the fact that he's doing as well as he's doing, considering the fact that his parents have not been there for him at all. It's another thing to think about is like, yeah. he doesn't have an example and he doesn't have people. Cause like, God forbid something happened to me like that. I know that my mother and father without any flinching, any hesitation would be on the next plane to New York and would be like, we're going to deal with this now. I, and I have two sisters that would literally do the same. You know, I, I know that I have people that would be like, no, we're, do, we're, we're, we're going to help. We're helping you. And we're, we're doing this. He doesn't have like, anyone like that. Which Raquel is, is not equipped for that. Not her fault, but she's not yet in her life. And, and none of his friends are except Lala. And she's got her own fucking life. I mean, and she's dealing with the, the thing herself. And then at the end, I mean, and that's true. At the end of the day, he really has no one. And it's also because he's pushed everyone else away. I know. He really does. The fact his that he and grade. Katie are like uh, getting along as well as they are is a miracle. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if someone called, lucky. if someone called me fat, <laughs> trust me, I would have. Well, I mean, up. Oh, all the time, over and over again, and like, yeah. you know, horrible. Speaking of Katie, let's talk about something about her, which. <laughs> Okay, yeah, a weird you name. are so right, by the way, because you, you you texted me being like, wait, do you fucking hear the name for the sandwich shop? Because after all of Katie's bullshit about the name, you're going to be so upset. It's not a good name. You know what is a great name? Schwartz, Schwartz and Sandy's. Sandy's. <laughs> for the fucking sandwich shop. It is. Or Schwartz's and Sandy's. something about her would be great for the bar. Oh, something about her would be so good for the bar. Because it's, it's psychedelic. Like, it's, and yeah, because it's, it's mystery on the outside. And then you walk in and I'm like, oh, there's something about oh her. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Katie Schwartz Sandoval, if you are listening, if anyone is friends with them, please tell them to switch it because that is exactly how it should be. There's, oh, something, there's about something about her. her. It's it's perfect. It's they need to flop. Maybe maybe right. okay. Maybe, maybe this that's is the why plot. They said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. If they end up switching the names for these restaurants by the end of the season, you heard it here first. We get credit because I swear to God, maybe this is what this they're, is Katie's plan. This has been the plan the entire time. I'm very excited to see this sandwich shop if it gets up and running. I well, will have to make a trip. And to I was Los really Angeles. excited to see the pitch to Randall, but next week it looks like I mean that might be editing, but it looks like well, it's Ariana might like be Ariana's late. trying to deal with something else with like the bank or something, and she gets caught up, and then Randall comes. So I, I feel like that was sort of a like I, I bet you he's waiting for two. It's minutes. like a red herring, yeah, yeah. It's like not really what it's what it appears. But the bar Schwartz and Sandy's. Can we talk about it? Uh, okay. Well, first of all, oh. leading into that. I don't know why I was so rocked by this, but the fact that Sandoval drives a Mercedes literally <laughs> makes so much sense to me. Because here's why, folks. Mercedes are notoriously beautiful cars that are shitty to run, and they are shitty to repair and to fix. They are horrible to maintain. And it's so Sandoval to have something that looks so good, but is actually like a piece of, <laughs> piece of junk. Very much so. So with that in mind, just transitioning into... I I was Lisa and Ken in this scene being like, you're going to do what to the ceiling? You're going to do what, what to, to the, the floor? floor? You're going to do what? Like, again, my so my, my dad's in real estate. And from the very little that I know, from just being around my parents in that world, whatever, if you can just give something a facelift and keep the best parts about it and save some money, like, that is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Doing all of this fucking work to a restaurant that looks it looks like it's in great shape and just needs to a couple, you know, changes. Literally watch any HGTV show. 
anything. Fucking like call the what's one of those the famous Magnolia, Mag, uh, Chip and Joanna games. Yeah, Sorry, Magnolia. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, call the people from Waco, just, Texas, and have them do it. They released their casting tape that they made to be to like do their show, and okay. I was like, and I just literally just watched it. And I was like, oh, they're kind of cute. Like, no, there's a reason why show. they're so popular. They're actually really cool, but. I just I I keep looking. At, I think his name is Chris, the the partner. The he partner. Just keeps thinking to be like, what well, the fuck well, are you guys talking well, about? No, them being well, Ken literally asking how much is that going to cost? And <laughs> Sandoval goes, well, we don't really have we don't really have a cost estimate yet. And he's like, well, do you have a budget? He's like, well, we have a budget. We just don't know how much this is going to cost. If I was starting what? something like a restaurant, if I was starting anything where I was like the producer, if I was the financier, if I was like the one of the three main partners, I would have stats and facts and figures and ideas. I would have it all ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. Because you never know, especially when you're opening something like that, you never know who you're going to talk to and who you might pitch. Yes. You might be like, oh, I'm going to throw some money at you. Yeah. They would have backing from Randall and from LVP and Kenneth if they, just had, if they had just vision. had a whole plan and whole vision. And my thing about lowering the ceilings, I think that's a bad idea too. Horrible if idea. If they want to have that, I was thinking like, I mean, the whole thing is psychedelic mushrooms vibes. Have like vines and lights and stuff coming down so it feels like you're going through like a tunnel. That Schwartz and Sandy actually... sign, by the way, look like a beach. I said the same as I think it looks like a yacht club, beach club, something you'd find in Manhattan beach or like Hermosa. Like literally it's like a sharkies. Yes. And it's like, okay, that's not the vibe you're going for. You're going through Alice in Wonderland meets the seventies meets. Like, or so you said, funky. that's what you said. So, so where's the where sign? Is that? Where's that in the thing? Where's I, I was expecting neon I or tie dye something uh, like uh, not just nature. And I, I love Schwartz and Sandy's. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I think well, and I think that like I have a feeling Sandoval wanted Designed it that. to make it seem like it's it's Schwartz's. I don't I don't know, but we're gonna have to see. Um. Okay. One more thing that we need to talk about is Ariana's take on Beyonce oh and Jay Z oh was maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like Beyonce's done all this amazing stuff and she's changed the world, and you know Jay Z has hard duck life. It's like, ooh, <laughs> you just pissed off so, so many, many Jay Z so fans. Many people. Millions of people are gonna fucking kill you because uh, they both done pretty well for themselves. <laughs> but, although I do love putting up Beyonce up on a pedestal and having Jay Z just down below but looking I, up. But her idea was correct, where it's like. Sandoval does not need to be a part of everything that I do. I am my own person. And I think it also comes back to way back in the day, their book was only oh, supposed to be Ariana's yes. book. And Sandoval yes. took it over, co-opted it, made it both their book, and then it was their thing. And then the she gets to do her own whatever mixology thing. He has to jump into yep. it and do it. Like everything that she has, he has to get his fingers in. Oh, 50 bucks says that when Katie and, and Ariana get rolling with this, that he's going to have all kinds of opinions. He wants to be. And I want her and Katie to be like, oh, um, no, you don't want to hear what we had to say. <laughs> We're not going to have to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, I loved when they made that drink and Schwartz was like, yeah, it doesn't have a name yet. You can name it. She's like, I'm not naming anything in here. <laughs> I would have too been like, um, fuck you, you guys. This is all you now. I'm not touching a fucking thing in here. If you fail, it's on you too. It's not on me. We're saying this like we have the smarts and uh, the ability to create our own restaurant. Know, which honestly, we oh might, no, I'm, I'm no, actually, I'm so sorry. We absolutely do. I feel like the two of us could absolutely do it. But we also are smart enough to know that restaurants are a fucking bitch, yeah. and unless you truly love it. You should not be so doing So I'm going to pitch you. There's a, an idea I have. It's called Bottoms Up, and we only serve bottomless brunch all day. Well, you know that there was a gay club, Bottoms Up, that just closed in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, well. And I, I told you that. Did you? Yes. I was like, well, there's already a Bottoms Up, and it closed, well, so. Well, did it only serve bottomless brunch? 
No, it's just served bottoms. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Let's go to OC. <laughs> I'm funny. Okay. OC, OC, OC. Um, I was going to say something, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how much was it for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. God, the Starbucks coffee really gets us going, guys. Yeah, we're funny. So uh, Shane, quote unquote, passed the bar. And uh, we were at a party for him. That's where we're at. It's the continuation of the last episode. This day is on Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> because it was so soap opery the way that Heather was like, and that is not a threat. I know. That is <sighs> a promise. And then they pinky promise afterwards. It's like. So let me, yeah, let me just nip this in the bud real quick. Because I, again, I'm, Heather and I are one and the same. We are one. I love her. But. Yes, she did lay it on really thick with this. And again, I think she's still in the mode of I am reestablishing the fact that I am HBIC you know, on the Which show. Which kind of annoys me, I gotta say. Like, it's. I'll keep it. I'll I keep know it. you love it, but I'm like with Shannon, I'm like, I'm a 57 year old woman. Calm the fuck down. Uh, 100%. In this moment, I was like, okay, Heather, cool it. Because the, the only thing that Shannon did wrong was that Shannon, the moment she put two and two together, that this Nicole was the same Nicole that she knew of way back when. You, you go to Heather privately, whether it's on camera or not, but you pull her aside and go, hey, listen, I'm really glad that we're hanging out again. I don't want us to get off on the wrong foot. I just want to just I want to just be clear about what's the deal because I, I know Nicole as Nicole whatever. I heard a rumor and I just want it fleshed out and I want to make sure that like we're I just, I just I feel icky knowing this and whatever. I think Heather would have responded to that and there would have been no issue. She made a huge mm-hmm. mistake t- gossiping about it. And that's where Shaden went wrong. Does she need to be lashed down like this by Heather? No. no. Fucking cool it, Heather. Like, I love you. But talking from one sister to another, like, relax. Relax. Uh, all right. Well, then we have Noella and Jen have a little tit-a-tit at the what? event. Okay. Give me give me your take on Noella. So, I don't like Noella. I, f- I We were, like, we were really all, we were can't all stand about her. her episode, and we're like, oh, Noelle is going to be so great. She's no. going to be such a breath of fresh Kelly Dodd came through so hard this episode. Okay. I was very upset. Her getting upset at Jen posting a photo of herself and tagging Noella because she has an agreement with another med spa, and she can't have like the cross. I think she's like, I had to report it to Instagram to get my tag removed. She's like, I wasn't even in the photo, and it was an ugly photo anyways. It's like... Okay, 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 okay. Wait, wait, wait. What? The conjuring like, that I witnessed, the conjuring of drama that she tried to whip up with whatever wand she has in her hand was crazy. Jen just stood there like, what the fuck is happening right now? Well, and this is this is the problem with Noella, as I think the whole her whole life mission and so Tamara came out and said this actually. So you know that Tamara and Teddy Mellencamp have a um they have their own podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Tamara Judge and Teddy Mellencamp. I'm almost positive. It's You're them. kidding me. I mean, it's 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 kind of oddly perfect. It's called Two T's in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I mean, if you think about it, that's actually oddly perfect because they're both, like, basic white women from Orange County. <laughs> and you know what? They, they get along. And they get along. Former housewives is fine. But... It was re- Tamara revealed that on the show, Noel before the show, Noella was close with Vicky, trying to get close with Vicky and being her friend. When that didn't work out, she got really close with Bronwyn, and when that didn't work out, she got on the show herself and dropped both of them. So her and then J- Sweet James came out. I don't know if you saw the video where he Sweet James is her ex husband, ex husband, and he was like, 
when I met Noella, her only goal and everything in life was to become a real housewife of Orange County. Oh, that's right. When we were looking at homes, like she had to like have all the homes and ready. So I think my so here's a couple things. Like I I understand this divorce is crazy and there's drama. But at the same time, we found out and we've been looking. They got married in the summer of 2020. This is literally maybe a year that they've been together. Maybe just slightly shy of a year. And they're getting a divorce. And when they first got together, he was still married. And the divorce didn't really happen until like they had their first fake wedding before they really got married. There's all of this stuff that it makes me feel like Noella really only cares about being a housewife. It is. Very much seems like that. And that's why, you know, when Jen, I know that Jen was kind of being a little catty and I think she just was hurt by how crazy Noella well had been being, at yeah. the party beforehand. But when they met the next day, I think at, they met at Jen's house and Jen was talking about how like, I don't know if she's married. I, I think she knew that she was married, but she goes like, it all just seems kind of fucking crazy. Like they, yeah. it's and only I- been a year, but they were together before that and she got divorced in Puerto Rico. Like it does seem cuckoo and I think that's what Jen was trying to get at you know I do gotta say I do kind of like Jen for the fact that she's kind of this like deadpan like very clinical as Heather said person because I I like all these no all of these ladies are insane and so hyper and in their own worlds that it's kind of nice to have this girl that's like I just think that they're not really married. <laughs> like her voice is so like monotone. It's and very low, just and I like, I don't. Yeah. It's, Cause they're all like hysteric. Hyster- exactly. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm just like a doctor. And yeah. like, <laughs> I just like, like you know, like, my <laughs> husband's the drama. I'm just here doing my thing. But like, I love when, when Jen and, and, uh, and Noella were going at it. And Heather's like, we can't, we can't do this in two parties. It just, we, <laughs> one fight is fine, but two, like, Oh, we just can't, we can't do it. And I did think like, Shannon, I, you know, I felt bad for Shannon getting emotional, you know, and I did think that, you know, Heather kind of gave her a dressing down that was inappropriate, but like Heather, Heather is allowed to invite people to things that you're not invited to. And it's like, it's, it's okay. Like Heather inviting Gina and her boyfriend to the track. I mean, not everyone else was invited. It was was just just a couple. It's clearly a couples and couples. Like it's okay. If she had reached across the table and invited Noella and not you. Yes. But like, let's just, let's cool it. Um, and then she, fucking Shane, like talk about someone who's really grown on me, but when <laughs> truly, truly Shane has grown on me. So I get it, Emily now. But, I yeah. But when it. Emily's like, you know, I'm, I won the lottery marrying this man. He goes, no, you didn't. We disagree on a lot. Like <laughs> I'm not that great. She's like, shut the fuck up. No, he actually is like, honestly, at the end of the day, he's a sweet guy. Yeah. He cares about and her. She, and and that's Emily just seemed really good. And they seem really good. And you know, I know season one, we were all like, fuck him, divorce, but no, they, they, they I work. think he was not comfortable on camera. I think he was like very, you know, there's people that it takes a t- time to warm up to. And I think he was he's one figured of those it people. out now. Let's talk about Shannon and her family. So Reese is her daughter's new pre-med boyfriend. He's going to be a podiatrist, which I was thinking, I was like, that's actually a really good doctor to be because everyone needs, everyone's going to have a problem with their feet for the rest of their lives because we walk as humans. And it's not like <laughs> that bad because like, it's not like people are dying because of their feet. So you don't have to get like really emotional or get attached to your patients. No. You- and nothing is really life threatening when it comes to feet, like maybe a cast here and there, but like, that's like all the podiatrists that listen to us are going to come out and be like, you have no idea. I know, but I'm like, it's a crazy world in podiatry. (laughs) But like, I would want to be a podiatrist. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, I wanted to be an orthodontist, but that's a whole other world. It's great money. It's a great career. I mean, what the, why the hell not? Um, Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati's back. Can you believe Gina's 92? Her father. Uh, Gina's dad? No. 
Gene, Shannon's oh, father. Okay, I was gonna say, like, you're jumping all over the place. Yeah, no. Gene, yes. Um, he looks good for 92. I was shocked. And her mom looks great for I'm assuming yes. in her nineties. Um, but I mean, watching both scenes with her parents, I was like, Oh wow, Shannon makes complete and total sense. Yeah, they were never around, it seems Dad was never around, yeah. mom had to do what she had to do to make things work. Yeah. It all it all tracks. And that's literally what she got into with David. And it was it was it's very revealing, and I think the kids understand that more and more, which is it's it's cool to see because like I think her I mean her relationship with her daughters I think is really strong, and I think all things considered, absolutely, and I think they aren't they aren't resentful of her. I think they're resentful of their father, and they understand that their mom has literally done everything. And that's at the end of the day, people can say Shannon's crazy. Yeah, she is kind of crazy. Yeah, she's like on edge. Yeah, she's very emotional and like sometimes the worst. But at the same time, you have to understand. Everything that she's gone through and still, like, she's literally just honestly just trying to provide a life for her daughters. Well, it's, it's clear that she, and she's not, I think it's, she needs to be in therapy. Yeah. Consistently. Re- Reiki is great. I highly recommend it. But it's not, it's it's a piece of a whole program that you need to to get over the hump that you're, that you're on, Shannon. It's clear that she's so... And, and she doesn't deserve this, but she's so angry and upset with herself. She blames herself for so many things that have happened to her in her life and to her kids. When, when it's it's no one's fault, life happens and things, you know, whatever. And I think Shannon has truly tried to do her best. And I just think she needs to have some consistent therapy so that someone can process that for her and be like, you are a good person. You've done your best. We all make mistakes in life. We do, you know, your daughters are beautiful. Like, I just think she needs some positive reinforcement. And I don't think she has solid, solid people she, or I don't think she has enough solid people in her life to reinforce this for her. Which is hard because, I mean, it's OC. It's basically high school 2.0 yeah. of all these girls and these ladies. I mean, she has John Jansen, but like at the but end of the day. But that's I'm kind of hoping. Like, maybe the, I'm hoping the women, especially Heather, I hope they watch this and go, um, I shouldn't have come down on you as hard as I did, no matter how hurt I was, because I just didn't understand that like you're still very much like, even though you're divorced from David and you've t- moved uh, the last couple of years, you've really tried to move on. Like there's still so much that you're like dealing with and like, yeah. I could have not been so whatever. Cause Terry, I thought was very generous and was like, I didn't understand why you brought it up. Cause it happened so long ago, but you apologize and we're good. Like that is what yeah. Heather should have done. Um, so yeah, Shannon, I feel for you. Um, I also got to say the twins are giving me comedy. Dean Martin is an actor. <laughs> what's, what's the rat pack? Oh, it's a musical. Like what? What? Like it's, it truly shows that like I am generations away from these children. Like oh, I, yeah. I don't think I could talk to anyone under the age of 25. <laughs> truly. It's so true. Um, also though about Shannon while we're on it, your mother has lived in Nashville for over 10 years and you have been to visit her one time. Once. One time. Which makes me think that the mother comes from Nashville all the time, but like. Or they have, I don't know. Their relationship. There's a weird relationship, but. Um, I love that Heather and Gina are friends. I love that. that I love that friendship. Um, I love that they, I don't, <laughs> I made myself laugh when I was watching um, Gina at the track. I love how she was like, I have champagne taste on a beer budget. But when Gina... That's literally my life motto. When well, Gina was saying that she... That. With the kind of tracks that Gina's been to, like, in Jersey, I literally out loud was like, Gina, you never been to Saratoga? Literally said it in a fucking, like, New York accent. <laughs> Saratoga is, like, a famous track in New York. And I'm, like, surprised that she's never been. Have you been? No, but I'm not, an, I'm not a New Yorker. She's a fucking okay, New, uh, Long okay. Island. Go to fucking Saratoga. Put some money down. 
Okay, Come your, on. your accent is throwing me right now, but but yeah, I, do I like love them together. I love them together. I love that Heather fucking won. I mean, do, d- do no. we think that that was planned? So here's a couple things. I I don't know if it was planned, but I think like they've got the in at the track. Like when you've got <laughs> money, you know you know what's gonna happen. Or what happened was they the race happened six one. And then they're like, okay, guys, can we actually get, we're going to, we're going to do like, a scene of like, of Heather, 100%. of you guys winning. So like, can we just see some reaction shots that we're going to, I know. mean, we'll see. I mean, it, they'll never come out and be like, no, we really did win that race. Oh no, of course not. I do love that though. Max is writing a book. I think it's such a cool. I love this girl. Fun idea. I mean, I love how she is just so unabashedly herself. And she's like, yeah, I'm a bisexual. I'm still growing up and learning about it. And like me and my mom have a great relationship. And I want other kids to have that as well. So why not write a book and talk about being giving it to you straight-ish? I think that's so. I love cute. it. I love it. The I branding is it. great. I want to read it. Oh no, we should absolutely do that. We always say we're going to read I know. these books. We and we say we're going to start a book I club. Have di- not all diamonds and rosé sitting in my room. I, that have, I have. I literally read st- ten pages. I'm up. staring at my copy right now, sitting on my coffee table. And I will read a book. It's a month untouched. Twenty twenty one, and or, we're that was last year. But twenty twenty two. Watching sh- watching Heather with her kids, I was like, oh, this is how I'm going to be. Literally going room to room every night. Like, hey, let's look at your calendar. Let's talk about your life. How you doing? How we feeling? Great. Love you. Good night. <laughs> your kids will be like, oh my gosh, here we go. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is, uh, okay, Noella doing ASMR really fucking killed me. <laughs> Sorry, just like, by the way, okay, by the way, y'all, just so you know, whispering, if your voice is hoarse or it hurts or it's you're trying to rest it, whispering is actually the worst thing that you can do. You're putting all air on your vocal cords and it's not going to help. Speaking softer and lower is way better than talking like this. Because you're pushing air. You're literally force pushing air yeah. onto your vocal cords and that's like that's not good. So, Noella, if you're going to save your voice, which why why you lost your voice, I don't know. Uh just speak softer. I feel like Noella's got the party girl voice where this is like such a thing where it's like you have two shots of alcohol, you talk for 10 minutes, and then it's like, I, I've lost my voice. Like I know girls like that. Yeah. Sometimes, Shanna, you know, my, you go like 10 yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. my sister was like that. <laughs> but Emily, Emily, I, I really do love you, but you can be such a two-faced bitch sometimes. Like taking what you said in front of Jen and then bringing it back to Noella, it was oh my god! It seems so, so two faced, like just so unabashedly two faced that I was cringy a little bit. Yeah, I mean Emily's great. I do think Emily's kind of trying to find her place now in the group. I mean she's got Gina, but now it's like all these new girls are coming in. Do I stick with Noella? Do I stay with Heather? Totally. Do I? You know, I mean I've had some problems with Shannon, but we've been together for years. Who do I? So I get her kind of trying to play the field a little bit, but at the same time. She really needs to, like, pick a side soon because these OC women are going to come for her one way or the other. And it does not look like Noella is going to be a nice person when she no, comes No, I think the biggest the red flag for all these women should be that Noella barely knows. Like, Heather barely knows Jen and is making these huge, huge snap judgments. And, and that, things. for me, is a huge flag. Like, oh, Heather even said that. Like, it's a red flag for me when someone I barely know is making these big, big, like, sweeping statements. Yeah. See, I... I I would never make a sweeping statement. I have my intuition about people and I will, I will take a, a second to warm up to them, but I won't be like, I think that person's a total bitch. And I met them for two seconds. I mean, I have sometimes, but that was only because they showed me their true colors in the first five minutes. Not if I'm just meeting someone for the first time, Yeah, but yeah, it's just, I, I thought I liked Noella. And now the more that's coming out about her and the more I'm seeing her, it's just weird. Also, Shannon Bedore, remember was supposed to be on watch what happens live this week with Carson Kressley. 
Yeah, why was she not there? Noella was on instead. So I want to know what happened with that. Well, I it, it, it honestly could be COVID related. I think so. Yeah, Shannon, either yeah, I it could be COVID related. Shannon either got it or couldn't travel because of something, something or yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. But interesting. But I want to watch it because now I want to see what Noella was like and watch what happens live. I want to get. I want to get. I try to figure her out because I don't think I figured it out yet. I I think I got it to a point where she's it's, just like a fame hungry. It's. I'm sorry, but it, it kind of seems kind of clear that that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, which is sad because like again, I, I don't excuse. You know, I I I I think the way that her ex husband handled the divorce was terrible, poor yeah. taste, absolutely just not the way to do 100%. it. And I do absolutely feel for her son. But I think that he has every right to divorce her if there are things that we don't know about that have been going on that have. And if, if you know, it's, if she it almost seems like he wanted to say without saying it that like she kind of scammed me to get onto the show is what I kind of garnered from it, which seems more real, which like is no excuse for how he handled the situation at all. No, 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 for no, leaving no. his kid and everything. And they just seem like a work. whole mess of mess. Yes. But for me, it's it, this situation is two to tango. There's a situation that happened that we don't know fully. And I, I think she's using the show to kind of promote her story, which is totally fine. Or she's like, creating the story to get her on the show. Yeah. Like it just, it all seems a little just understanding that. I mean that Tamra, I mean, as much as Tamra is a crazy bitch, I think Tamara knows people and is right most of the time about when a person's not a good person and she can sniff a snake. I, you know, I can sniff a snake. She can sniff a snake. And I think she sniffed out Noella from the beginning. Cause if she jumped from Vicky to Bronwyn to dropping them both to be on the show, like clearly this woman had a goal. hundred percent. And it just, it just seemed from the very beginning that I, I said, like, this is the Kelly Dodd. This is the new Kelly Dodd. She very much brought the energy, but I thought we'll get, something a little more palatable for television and humorous and fun. Yeah. And, and, and we old, are, and we are. Yeah, yeah. And we are, but it's starting to take a turn that I'm like, Ooh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think she's, I think she's, but I think she's also met, met her match with Heather. Cause the preview of them sitting down next week and talking, you don't, Heather was going to fuck you up. Like, I, you're just, I cannot wait for Heather. You don't know who you're dealing with. Destroy Noella because I mean, as much as I get annoyed sometimes with Heather and how on her high horse she is with these women, it's nice to see her put some of these ladies in their place. Oh, Even 100%. though she shouldn't always be the one to do it, no, but it's good to see. I love a knocking down a peg. I do. Yeah, it's I do. Like, I've been on the show much longer than you, Noella. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we had a lot to say today. We were like, this is going to be a quick little episode. No, we but, didn't have a lot, well, but we forgot they were, we were off, you know, because the holidays and sort of a summation of our thoughts of, of late, I think. Yes. Well, happy new year once again. We're starting a whole new year with Hot and Bravo, and it's so great to have you as my co-host again this year i'm so excited thank you edward we didn't switch it up this time <laughs> if you guys aren't I didn't get fired for season two and you know <sighs> they, there's still some time yeah i'm, I'm, re- I'm recurring it's I'm great kidding. well if you guys aren't subscribed yet subscribe wherever you're listening whether that's soundcloud stitcher google play music itunes or spotify if y'all are on social media we are too by searching at hot and bravo that's h-o-t and b-r-a-v-o-d and we will see y'all next time bye y'all <laughs>